Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and it is indeed our Wednesday edition of Bosnerly's Rush Hour. If you'd like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-WABC. Maybe we should just go to calls. I was telling Kevin, I don't know what I'm going to talk about today. I I don't know. Is Bob Brown available to maybe do a dance if we need? I don't know. (laughs) But I do know one thing. Abortion is back in the news, believe it or not. And I read a uh, story. There's a very long article in the uh, Amazon Prime Washington Post today about the covert network that is supplying thousands of people abortions in the United States by bringing in illegal medications. Most of those medications are coming in from Mexico. And it is supposed to, I guess, make liberals feel better because no matter what, people are finding ways to um, to do what they want to do. And some of it is on Reddit, and some of it is... Uh, the, the, uh, they start off with a woman named Monica on Reddit who had never used Reddit before, but one afternoon... She says, I need advice. I'm not prepared to have a child. She's 25 years old. Please help. And within hours, she got a private message from an anonymous Reddit user. Monica sent her address. The person promised they would mail abortion pills ASAP for free. There are donors now that are sending out abortifacients for free. They're using uh, a pill mills that are in other countries. And they're using the U.S. Postal Services to provide access to these things. There's a disturbing passage in this. I don't want to open the show with it, so I'm going to just put this story aside for a moment, and I'll come back to it. Employee stock has been frozen on Twitter. They can't access their stock accounts because apparently the sale to Elon Musk is now imminent. So there you go. There's another story in the Amazon Prime Washington Post today about DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, how he used Disney's missteps to wage war on corporate America. You see, no matter what happens, it's always a Republican that's doing... Notice the language in these. Republicans are waging war He's not defending his state against these attacks from the left, not from the No, he's waging war on these innocent corporations. 
that want to just indoctrinate your children and the nation's children. And so he is the villain, not these corporate giants. Now, there are a number of stories also today. Reuters has one. Pro-Trump conspiracy theorist hound election officials out of office. And this is all about how these, these, these election deniers are just, they're just assaulting American democracy. And now, oh boy, they've caused some of these poor election officials to resign because they're just the worst of worst human beings. And our democracy is in danger. You will see this theme echoed. The Democrats are getting desperate. That's what this means. They really do understand what's about to happen if, if, and that's an if, the midterm elections, which are now closing in, appear to be the red wave that many people have been anticipating. There are a few stories along that. There's another one on in Bloomberg today. All these Republicans reward demagogues, get more demagogues. This was an, this is an attack on Tulsi Gabbard. And how she's so out of step now, aligning herself with Republicans. The theme on much of this is that democracy is threatened. So let me ask you, ladies and gentlemen, if Republicans do indeed have a red wave, what is it that you expect from Republicans? What is it that you want to see happen? What should Republicans do if, in fact, Republicans get the House and the Senate in the midterm elections? Also, if you are on the left, and I would encourage you to call, you always will get treated fairly here. That doesn't mean I'm just going to line up and say everything you say is right. But I'm not going to, you know, be disrespectful to you either. Listen to your point of view. But I want to know, what do you expect to have happen to America if Republicans win? Oh, the latest, one of the latest subway attackers, guy that tried to push someone in the track, he's been caught not saying anything. The subways continue to be, despite everything that the mayor says, a very dangerous place for some people. And this is from The Hill. Democrats ready for midterm blame game. Three weeks out from a midterm election that's beginning to look more and more like a big victory. For Republicans, Democrats are starting to play the blame game. Former President Obama stepped into the spotlight over the weekend by warning fellow Democrats and progressives not to be a buzzkill by constantly scolding people for being politically incorrect. Bernie Sanders, eyeing a potential one for president yet again, says that the Democrat Party spending too much time talking about abortion rights and not enough time talking about 
economic inequality. And that the Democrats didn't go big enough in passing legislation to help Americans struggling to afford health care, prescription drugs, and other basic needs. To which I have a question. How many times do we have to fix health care in America? How many times? Obamacare was supposed to fix. Do you remember, ladies and gentlemen, what you were promised when Obamacare passed with only Democrat votes? Do you remember what you were promised? Among the things you were promised was that if you had liked your plan previously, you would be able to keep it. But Obama made a big point in telling you that the cost would go down. The cost of prescription drugs would go down. The cost of everything would go down. My question to you, those of you who have to pay your own health care bills, those of you who have Obamacare, those of you who are on your employer plan, have your costs went down? Is it fixed? And so now you have Bernie Sanders saying, again, we're not, his party, the Democrats, are not helping people struggling to afford health care. Why are they struggling? Why is anybody having a hard time with health care now? Younger House Democrats are saying that the Democrat Party has fallen out of touch with many voters. They're calling for a new generation, new blood in charge of the party. In other words, please get rid of the dinosaurs. Please get rid of Nancy Pelosi. Please get rid of Chuck U. Schumer. And, of course, some Democrats are starting to wag their fingers in the direction of President Biden. Saying he's the drag on everything. Obama, Sanders, expressed concern that, and that concern is apparently growing among Democrats, that... The Democrat Party made a mistake in focusing on cultural fights, issues like abortion, while they have gave Republicans a clear floor to talk about what? Inflation, the economic issues, all caused by this Biden administration, by the way. Even one of Clinton's henchmen, or if in New York, I love the way some New Yorkers pronounce it, Clinton. Even if you're with Clinton, his strategist, Mike Lux, said that he doesn't disagree with Obama, that Democrats are a buzzkill. He says, I think the language police stuff gets a little silly. I would also say that in focus groups that I've done in polling, that voters are not mostly focused on all that stuff. That's what Twitter is focused on, but that's not what matters to people in their real lives. And some people feel Obama's just getting ahead of where the discussion is going to be after the election. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't want to sit here and tell you there's going to be a big red wave. I do think as we draw closer and closer to the election, there is a valid reason for Democrats to be nervous. But again, my question to you is, let's say, let's say there is a red wave. What is it that you expect Republicans to do? What do you want them to do? How do you want them to use the next two years 
that we can assume the Biden administration will still continue? What is it that you want from Republicans? What would make you feel like it's worthwhile for Republicans to do in office? We played a soundbite yesterday of Carrie Lake shutting down this business about election deniers to members of the mainstream press. Do we still have that, Kev? Because if we do, I'm going to play that again today. And there's also, I want to play right before we take our first break. This is going to be quick. You're you're going to barely hear it. Because I think it's only like 12 seconds or something like that. This was one of those man-on-the-street interviews about climate change. And, and this is what a young man was saying, what we have to do, what we have to do to stop climate change from wreaking havoc across the rest of this country. Farming needs to stop. That's the single biggest driver of climate change. Did you hear that? Let us play it one more time. Farming needs to stop. That's the single biggest driver of climate change. Farming. Around the world, farming. Human beings need to stop farming. Because if we stop farming, then we will stop engaging in the single biggest driver of climate change. We have to stop farming. That's the answer. Of course, no one bothered to ask this intellectual giant on the left what happens to the world after we cease farming. That's, I guess, a little bit too much to bear. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back. We are going to get to your calls sooner than usual today, so be ready. 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. Snurley is Rush Hour. We will continue right after this. The crap you think of is unbelievable. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Birthday today, Peter Tosh. Okay, there is a, thank you, Kev, great, I love that song. I think everybody does. All right, folks, this is going to be a little bit difficult. I said earlier there's a story in the Washington Post, the Amazon Prime Washington Post today. Covert Network provides pills for thousands of abortions in the United States. The 
this story, I, I, I think I forgot how many pages it is, but it's like a small booklet prints out to. And it goes through the incredibly well-oiled network that is bringing in thousands and thousands of abortifacients in from Mexico and from other places. Free of charge, there are lawyers involved, there are doctors involved. Think about that for a moment. There are lawyers involved in a network designed to bring illegal medicines into America so that people can perform something that is now an illegal action in some places under the Constitution or under state law. And there are lawyers, liberal lawyers, involved in this. This is a drug wing, an international drug ring. And some of the problems that are being faced, well, you don't know what you're getting in the mail. You don't know the strength. You don't know whether the medicine's been um, medicine. Whether the destructive agent that you're getting or people are getting is contaminated. Whether it is what what people say it is. What recourse do you have if it's not? These lawyers, some of them are also warning people that are involved in this, the recipients, don't tell the cops, don't talk to the cops, no matter what. And there are donors in the United States that are absolutely funding all of this activity. So if that weren't enough in this big story, then they talk about this, and I'm going to read this, this case. The distributor has seen enough of these complex cases to know how to respond, she said. She worries about the new volunteers joining the movement, eager to help but green. Somebody is going to, or someone's going to end up getting less than ideal treatment, and someone is probably going to get arrested, the distributor said. There are so many things that could go wrong. And... Then you skip down, and she talks about one person that actually got these pills and took them. I want you to listen to this part, please. Monica's cramps didn't start until she took the second set of pills on a Sunday morning. She said she lay down in the bed as soon as she felt the first one coming on, wearing her favorite oversized T-shirt and a diaper pad. This was her first pregnancy. But Monica imagined this is what contractions must feel like. Intense pain, a few moments of relief, and then more pain. Each wave of cramping a little worse than the one before. Balled up in the fetal position, she said she called a friend who'd had a medication abortion a few years before at a Planned Parenthood with a doctor beside her. Dude, I don't know if this is normal, her friend said when Monica described the pain. Maybe you should go to the hospital. But Monica couldn't go to the hospital, surely, she thought. The doctors would know what she'd done and report her. Her boyfriend. 
threw some clothes in a bag anyway. Turn on the bath, Monica said. She yelled out to him. I need to get in there. She felt a flood of liquid in her underwear and stepped into the bath with her clothes still on. Lying back in the bathtub, she felt some pressure release. Then she screamed. The fetus was floating in the water. Slightly smaller than her palm, the fetus had a head, hands, and legs, she said, defined fingers and toes. She leapt from the bath and collapsed in her boyfriend's arms. Desperate for some guidance, soaking wet and crying, she took out her phone. I just passed the fetus, Monica wrote to whomever had sent her the pills. She later learned that her fetus matched descriptions of those roughly 13 weeks along, well beyond the 10-week cap set by the FDA for taking abortion pills. I'm just feeling a little scared, she said. The anonymous user, whose identity is not known by the post, immediately started typing. Everything would be okay, they assured Monica. The worst was over. Whatever she was feeling, sadness, relief, grief, anger, it was all normal. Going through an abortion can bring up a lot of emotions, they wrote. Just take some time for yourself. Three hours later, Monica said she and her boyfriend selected a tree in a quiet corner of their favorite park. Far enough back in the forest, they hoped, that a dog wouldn't catch the scent. While most people flushed the fetuses down the toilet, the Reddit user had uh, told her others preferred to do some kind of ritual. Monica knew that she wanted to say goodbye. When she was ready, she gathered a handful of wildflowers. Her boyfriend dug a small hole. As Monica lowered the cardboard box into the ground, she said, She knew she had made the right choice. She couldn't give that fetus a good life yet, she thought to herself. She wasn't ready to be a mom. I hope in the future when I'm ready, your soul will find me again, Monica remembers saying as she knelt in the dirt. It just wasn't. It just wasn't. Our time. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, yeah, from the Supernatural album. Carlos Santana. Exactly right. 
you guys find that song I asked for the other day? Primavera from the, from the uh, Supernatural album. We have to get that. I mean, I love this entire album, but Primavera is absolutely my favorite song on the album. I'm getting some response on Twitter at BoSnerly.com and also on my text messages and everywhere else people can reach that that story I just read from was disturbing. It ought to be disturbing. I was disturbed when I read it. I'm surprised the Washington Post even printed it, to be totally frank with you. There's so much wrong with the way that everything is being handled here. And let me just say, I'm not wagging my finger or looking down my nose at women that make these choices, if you want to call it a choice. But you notice that there is never anything in here that says or ask any of these women or men, because there are two parties involved, don't you, why didn't you use any contraception? It's available. If this is not, if you're not ready to be a mother, why are you ready to, to engage in adult behavior. Well, I didn't ask those questions when I was young either. Okay, and many uh, youth, I mean, what teenagers, hormonal beings, aren't they? Anyone that's going through teenagehood knows that your hormones are really, really controlling a lot of your sexual energy that's what they do and this is why for generation upon generation of human beings that there has been guidance coming from I don't care what religion you're in or what spiritual beliefs are but from the moral center of life saying that this this sexual urge is a very very strong urge and it needs to be it needs to be treated with respect. It's not just about the sort of wanton, the wantonness that we see on parade all the time. I saw a video today. I couldn't, the audio wasn't sufficient for me to ask that we replay it for you here. It was of one of these drag shows, and these drag shows are everywhere. And there was a girl that looked, appeared to be, no more than six or seven years old, mimicking the drag performer, performer on stage, twerking, opening up her legs, doing all kind of things. And I didn't, for the life of me, I don't understand how parents would bring their children to do something like this, watch them do that. It makes you wonder, what is this young girl going to grow up thinking? Where are the discussions about the responsibility where are the discussions that this is about the procreation of the species and should be regarded with a degree of sacredness about it because life is a sacred thing? And so you don't find those arguments raised, not even in the Washington Post story that I just read from. There's no discussion about the moral components, the spiritual components of sexual activity. 
what we are told by society over and over again is just about hedonism. Do what you want, do what you feel, enjoy the, the moment, and never mind the consequences of the moment. And yet we're told that this is somehow a right of ours. And the right to then do what this young girl did comes without consequences. It should be disturbing that it's totally against the law and it's not even recommended medically to take these pills when when you're not going to find a discussion about that from liberals. All you're going to hear about is the rights, the rights, the rights, never the responsibilities, never the societal responsibilities, never the spiritual responsibilities. None of that is up for discussion. The only thing the left wants is we want to do what we want to do with no consequence. And that's it. And again, I'm not standing or sitting before you trying to wag my finger, me holier than thou. I'm not. I mean, I, I grew up in, in New York during the, the midst of the sexual revolution. And the so-called sexual revolution. But what the sexual revolution really was, it wasn't a liberation about freedom, it was a liberation from responsibility. It was a liberation from morality. That's what the left celebrates. A liberation from morality, a a liberation from being a responsible human being that understands and respects the sanctity and the special nature of human life. So, yes, there's a lot disturbing about that story. Let's head to the telephones. And thank you, those of you who called and want to talk about the Republicans and what they should do. Your calls are coming up, too, very quickly. But we're going to start in Brooklyn with Jacqueline. And how are you, Jacqueline, this afternoon, Boston Early's Rush Hour? I'm, I'm doing good, and I hope you are as well. Uh, I'm a little sick to my stomach from what you read, but it's nothing that I'm not familiar with that I haven't heard before. You know, I've talked multiple times about a lot of different topics. I am a a practicing Catholic. I get a lot of my news information from both the Christian and Catholic news channels. And uh, I I get all this information about this abortion industry, this, this diabolical abortion industry. Um, So I am well aware of that story that you just read. However, um, I think that there are a lot of young girls, probably teenagers, and also young women in their early 20s, who have absolutely no idea about what a chemical abortion entails. And that account that you read gives a very accurate description of what can and often does happen. Um, When they receive these uh, chemicals in the mail to to kill their, their unborn child, they're not given any information or any instruction. They're not prepared at all emotionally or psychologically uh, about what can and often does happen as a result of using these uh, poisons to kill their unborn child. And a lot of people may not also realize there's a very high rate of complications with a chemical abortion. It's especially dangerous beyond four to six weeks. And a lot of the people may not realize now chemical abortions account for more than 50% of the abortions that are being done. Um, The radical left 
and the multi-billion dollar abortion industry only cares about making disgusting amounts of money by preying on vulnerable and often very young girls and women. They don't care about those young girls. They don't care about the young women. And I, I think I can speak very well as a woman myself about this topic. A lot of men say, well, I don't want to tell a woman what she should or should not do with her body. But it's not just the woman's body. It is another human being's body that they are destroying. That human being has its own DNA, its own footprint from the time it is conceived. And what women are failing to realize is that men are really controlling their bodies. Because in my opinion, I think a lot of men kind of take a, a sideline and a back seat and say, well, I don't want to tell a woman what to do with her body. But most of the radical left and the abortion industry and those that are promoting abortion are, for the large part, men. So men are still controlling women and their bodies, and they're still encouraging them and coercing them to kill their unborn children that they have failed to take responsibility for. I understand that um, contraception fails. And I understand that not every woman has a regular cycle. So I've known women personally that have gone throughout their entire pregnancy and never knew that they were pregnant until they gave birth. That's how irregular their cycles were. So I understand that. But for the most part, I can't, I can't fathom why a woman has to wait beyond a four-week time period if she misses a menstrual cycle to have an abortion. Uh, they're, they're doing terrible harm to themselves physically and emotionally. Well, Jacqueline, you said it all. I didn't want to interrupt you because you were so eloquent. Uh, <clears throat> nothing that I can add to that. Thank you for your call. We do appreciate it. And, yes, it is a very disturbing story, and I didn't do it for shock value. I did it because this is – Democrats tell us this is their number one issue in the election, but they refuse to talk about – the aspect of it that was uh, today published in the Washington Post. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snelly, we're coming back. Your call's coming right up when we get back, so stay with us. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Had more response. But this bumper music than anything else I have heard lately. Evelyn Champagne King. Let your love come down. James, <laughs> wow. And I just want to remind you of two things. Uh, first of all, you Ramsey Mazda, back the blue. Remember, folks, on October 28th, all day long, WABC is going to back the blue. It's a special show honoring law enforcement here. Special shows all day long on WABC, uh, sponsored by Ramsey Mazda, black, back the blue. And you've heard this hour that uh, on October 26th at 10 a.m., WABC will remember the life of our 77 WABC colleague, Bernard McGurk, with a special mass. 
at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Everybody, all of you are invited for more. Let's head back to the telephones and uh, let us go to Wayne, New Jersey, with Danny. Danny, how are you? Hello, Bo. Uh, I I keep hearing this thing about uh, Biden and saying that he's more worried about the inflation worldwide than our own economy. Is uh, do you think like they join some kind of world, one world? Thing? No, I don't. I don't. But I think what you're pointing to is the difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, a big difference, where Donald Trump was one of the first presidents in our lifetime to just say it up front. Look, we need to put American interest ahead of everyone else. Now, liberals have a real hard time with that. But that is exactly what every other leader of every other nation does. And Joe Biden is just being a typical Democrat. No, I don't think there's anything conspiratorial about it. I don't think Joe Biden is just a great leader at all, not even a good leader. So, I, no, I don't think there's anything conspiratorial about it, but I think that absolutely we should look at putting our own economy back on track first. And I asked what should Republicans do? Hey, put that right up there on the list. Trisha in Trumbull, Connecticut. You're on Boston Early's Rush Hour. Hi, Trisha. Instead of talking about what I hope Congress will do under Republicans, I'd like to follow up on what you were talking about, about these uh, attacks on morality, the drag shows for with children invited, the consequences of sexual promiscuity and the attacks on morality, etc. You're probably familiar with Ronald Reagan's statement, if we ever forget we are one nation under God, we will be a nation gone under. And that's what I see happening, that we are on that suicidal path. Uh, most of us who believe in God also know that Satan is real, the devil. And he has a lot of servants on the earth, including, I believe, many in the Democrat Party, those who are in control, um, Biden and um, Governor Newsom, for one, in California, they Governor, uh, uh, the past governor of Virginia, what he did, or maybe his current governor, uh, about abortion even after birth. No, that um, wasn't the current governor. Governor Yunkin right now is right, turning it around. Yes, you're, you're talking right, about right, the governor. You're talking about Governor Northam. Northam. Ralph, yeah, Ralph Northam. Yeah. Well, and Planned Parenthood, you know, for years has had this curriculum in schools that teaches that um, sex is just another form of communication, and they encourage all sorts of uh, disgusting, vivid practices for children. There is a book, ladies and gentlemen, that I saw that is in some public schools right now, and parents, by the way, are rising up. There are parents in Michigan that are particularly vocal about this one, the illustration shows two boys having oral sex with each other in graphic detail. That's all I want to say about it. Trisha, you're absolutely right. Let us go. 
of John in Rockland County. Thank you for holding, John. What are the thoughts that you have today? Hey, Bo, thanks for taking my call. Uh, let me get this to this real quick. What I want to see happen is I want to see politicians doing the perp walk. I want that lieutenant from January 6th that shot that on, on uh, veteran to go to jail. I want the Hunter Biden uh, exposed by, by the Justice Department, uh, the CIA, the FBI. I want the election that was stolen. I want that to be exposed. And also, one more last thing. Google 2012 Democratic National Convention, where they voted God out of their platform on national TV. People forget that, but they voted God out of their platform. And now He's absolutely right, felt. folks. It happened. It did happen yeah. in America. It happened. Thank you. Let us thank quickly, you. <clears throat> thank you. Let us quickly go to Mike in Wayne, New Jersey. Mike, time's running out. Right to your point, please. Mike's not there. Let's move on. Jeremiah in Queens. Jeremiah, time is dwindling down. Well, what I got to say, the most main important thing that the Republicans have to do is give everyone 10% tax break. For everyone that's working, everyone who's working, you got to give us some tax. You got to help us out. We got too much homelessness. Uh, every, all forms of taxes, every every form of resource. You want to see tax up. cuts? I got it. Okay, listen, we're going to right. continue this, folks. If I couldn't get you today, sorry about that. We will, but we're going to continue this right up until the election. I want to know what you want, loud and clear, and say it loud and clear. What you want from Republicans should they win in the midterm elections? We're out of time today. Catch the night up next. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. We'll be back tomorrow for Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour. See you then. Bye. Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. And I just love your flashy ways. Guess is why they're broken. You're so fair. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.